When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jay, Dre, is it just me? Or do you find it hard finding pickup games and leagues to play around your area? Oh, yeah. It's been brutal. It's been, it's been yeah. terrible, to be honest. Can't find Same. anyone. Well, I found an easy way to play sports again, man. Javelin is a mobile app made by a Toronto-based company whose goal is to make it easier to play sports again. If you have a team or a group of players who you play with on the regular, you can use Javelin to message your teammates, coordinate events, and even track who's in and who's out. Also, if you're just looking to join a pickup game in your area, you can introduce yourself in one of their public pickup groups to connect with players near you. Oh, that could be really helpful because... I'm vaccinated now, so I'm like, I'm just trying to find other people who are vaccinated. So I'm hoping that this could help me out. Raptor fans, NBA fans, basketball fans, sports fans. Javelin has made it their goal to help people return to sports after the pandemic. So as part of this promotion, they're offering everything in their app free for everyone who signs up. So check out JavelinSportsInc.com. That's J-A-V-E-L-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S-Inc.com to join a pickup game and sports league in your area now. Right on, right on. We're going to have to check that out. podcast in particular we got to talk about some trades the trade deadline happened uh we recorded this on february 11th uh, on a friday the trade deadline happened at 3 p.m on february 10th and my god good golly as charlotte's <laughs> broadcast would say that was a heart-pumping trade deadline uh People going everywhere, uh, teams. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw a stat like 10 teams made trades, 36 players went to different teams. It was it was an intense, uh, one of those you won't forget kind of, uh, kind of trade deadlines because you got some big names, you got some small names, you got some medium names. But let's start off, first off, let's say uh, welcome to That's A Rip Podcast, a podcast by fans for fans. And I think the biggest question, the biggest elephant in the room when it comes to the trade deadline for specifically your Toronto Raptors was, what are we going to do with Goran Dragic? He is not with the team. He is basically uh, in Miami, you know, held hostage in Miami or in his own account. And he's not, he's not going to play. He, he will never play for the Toronto Raptors again uh, while we, he was there. And it was like, it would suck if we didn't do anything and we bought him out so he can just go to, I don't know, the Mavs or maybe back with Miami. Actually, that doesn't happen. Like, you can't can, have actually. because of the trade clause. I think but you can. Yeah, that couldn't happen. But it could. So. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, he wasn't a Raptor. Um, and the trade went down. It, it finally happened. We all, all three of us, Dre, Jay, and myself were in this, we are in this group chat and finally happened. We kind of messaged each other really quickly saying Drogic is gone and who's coming back? Thaddeus Young. So before we dive into, you know, the Thad Young, finally the Raptors getting Thad Young. What did you guys think about when we knew that Drogic is finally being traded for somebody? Well, <laughs> The fact that the Raptors are doing as well as they are, I think there are six or maybe even higher six, right now. Yeah. Last time I checked, yep, there's still six. six. That's that's amazing. We're not even in play-ins anymore. We're like in playoff contention. Um, the fact that we're doing as well as we uh, as we are, 
and we've made these adjustments without Dragic. I think a lot of people were expecting like some sort of a superstar or something in return. Like, oh my god, yeah, that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but you know the way I see it, they're doing so well anyway. Why don't we get say another key piece off the bench? And I feel like something like Sadius Young. I'm not going to say it's like the greatest trade of of all trades, and we got a steal or anything. I feel like we've got a really really key piece that we can you know bring off the bench or you know occasionally start if need be um you know depending on injury situations or whatever you never know with covid right so i feel like for what it's worth what we had was nothing Drakic wasn't playing well for whatever mm-hmm. reason we don't need to get into that he wasn't playing so technically we got something from nothing and it has nothing to do with matching you know capabilities or position or whatever Literally, now we have somebody who's going to play for us as opposed to somebody who wasn't. And that alone is fantastic. And the fact that it's somebody like Thaddeus Young, who, again, isn't the flashiest player, isn't like 70 points a game type thing. It's still somebody that could come off the bench and, you know, help us at least a little bit. And it's not going to affect our core lineup too much, which appears to be firing on all cylinders right now. So I feel like that's what's important. We have an extra je ne sais quoi that can help as opposed to trying to completely rewrite stuff just when we're finally in the first time in two seasons really starting to gel again so i feel like this is this is a more of a win than a loss yeah and you you hit it on the head there that last statement you said about the, the team finally gelling um bobby webster in his presser yesterday and i should remind everyone that we are recording this on on friday the 11th friday morning um so yesterday on thursday right after the deadline Bobby Webster held a presser and he did talk about that gelling. He did say that, you know, we're finally starting to see what yeah. this team is capable of and we're, we're getting some good learnings out of this. So the, the there wasn't going to be, you know, to, again, to reiterate Dre's point, there wasn't going to be a massive trade. And I, I think to add to that, specifically Chris Boucher's play lately, has almost he's almost played his way out of the trade block. And the domino effect of this trade for Thad Young. And sorry, I should, I, I've been going off on a tangent here. I should go back to answering your question, Jason. I was in the yeah. middle of, uh, I think I was cleaning. I was doing something with the dog, uh, probably cleaning up his poop or something. <laughs> Anyways, probably I was, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I was washing my hands after, and that's when I got the alert on my watch. And I look over, and all I see is it gets cut off, right? Is the Toronto Raptors Goran Dragic has been traded. And then I just started, and it got cut off, right? Because I'm washing my hands, I can't. So I started, I'm here in, in the kitchen by myself, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, no one hears me. I'm, I'm here alone. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm like rushing and, and trying to clean my hands as quickly as possible. And uh, yeah, and then the, the, the trade goes through. So it's it's great news all around. I was That was my initial reaction, which is utter, utter enjoyment. Yeah. But, but going back to the point I was making is that you know, Chris Boucher has kind of played his way out of the trading block. And, you know, we mm-hmm. kind of see what the rotation looks like now, right? And I know that a lot of people are wanting a, you know, a scorer off the bench, a secondary ball handler. But I think we've seen success already with with Pascal being that secondary ball handler, with with his minutes being split up with Fred's and also Scotty Barnes bringing up the ball. And that's, that's the great thing about the way this team is constructed, right, is that we basically have our core six, seven guys and Thaddeus Young will not disrupt that. In fact, he is a, I view him as a multiplier. Um, He's going to raise the team's floor, potentially raise the ceiling, but the the aspects that he's really great are include, you know, being a great team defender, great rebounder, great passer. I mean, he's got the DNA of a current Raptor. So getting him to fit in with this team, uh, is is not going to be hard at all, and he, he also has been used to coming off the bench. So, I I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be per- dissuaded by how he's performed this season because his kind of similar to Dragic, like his heart wasn't in it. It is wasn't in the situation he was currently in. So, right. yeah, I, I have high hopes, um, and I can't wait to see how he I, does with the team. I kind of think of it as you know. Uh, Responding to what you said in the in the uh, your last note, Jay, is that you know for for in like any job uh, description or or when you're trying to hire for a job uh, or a position, you want someone that's passionate about your work or passionate about where you play or where you work or whatever. And at the end of the day, Drajek, you know, I hope everything is okay with his family, but at the same time, he hasn't been here for three months. You know, 
anything that we've got we've gotten of course we we probably wanted to have somebody bigger maybe but it wasn't going to happen as dre said no one's going to want a 19 million dollar 35 year old veteran uh point guard that's not playing right now so we didn't really have very much leverage the fact that we got someone like Thaddeus Young who uh as Bobby said in his presser that they've been looking uh, at him for a while during his time in uh Indiana during his time in Chicago um he's been in the radar of the Toronto Raptors for quite a long time and we, I think we all know that the core is gelling we're finally healthy Fred's an all-star uh Siakam is a snub all-star of course he's basically a deserving all-star uh yesterday freaking Gary Trent Jr. went off with 42 points Scotty Barnes is, is phenomenal as always OG Ananobi is a quiet 20 point every single game and then off the bench you have Chris Boucher and Ken Burch is finally coming back too and I love in the middle of the game where Amy Ottenberg was talking about how Chris Boucher he she asked about Chris Boucher and her his uh his thoughts about the trade deadline and it was so funny when Chris was like you know I thought I was going to be traded in the beginning of the season because he wasn't playing very good now he thought he was going to get traded because he was playing good <laughs> like it's very interesting of uh the player psyche throughout this uh trade deadline and i'm glad that chris boucher isn't uh traded because he's playing fantastic again with that core you're you know what you're gonna get basically an uh, all-star caliber core and then coming off the bench you have the energy and i think where thad young comes in he wasn't playing very much in San Antonio. He was having uh, uh, 14 minutes per game, six points per game. Like he wasn't really being, uh, he, he wasn't asked to do very much. So that's that's probably why that this trade is doing well for him as well. Because during his time in Chicago, he uh, he was averaging 4.3 assists, 12 points, uh, 24 minutes a game. Like he's a very serviceable uh, guy off the bench, and even if a starter, if need be. And of course, uh, Jay Dre, he's six nine. He Obviously. fits that Toronto mold. You know, I, I think this is a great trade. But, you know, I, I want to go into the details because it wasn't just a Goran Dragic uh, for Thaddeus Young swap. So the Toronto Raptors uh, also are sending a 2022 protected first round pick to the Spurs, which is, which is a 1 to 14 protected 2022. If that doesn't happen, then it turns into a 1 to 13 protected in 2023. And if that doesn't happen, it will just turn into two for future round picks. On the other side, the Spurs bring back, or Spurs are going to give up Thaddeus Young, as well as Drew Eubanks, who the Raptors have already waived for, so we can free up some cash base, free up a roster spot. But I think, and the draft, you, know, you forgot the looking draft spot. at and, the and a second rounder. That's the oh, and, this, part, and, yeah. and 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 yeah, Detroit, yeah, Detroit Pistons second round draft pick for for this year. Um, I, I think the consensus was that it was a good pickup for the Raptors with Thaddeus Young. Uh, who was 33, and he is in a UFA next season. However, I think the consensus was we didn't want to give up first-round draft pick. Again, it is a protected 1-14, to 14, but I don't think we're going to get... We're, we're good enough that we aren't going to slide uh, up, yeah. I guess, to a 1-14. to 14. Uh, And I, again, so I don't think it's going to be ours. But however, I also don't think, as Bobby said sliding from you know what we were going to get like 20th maybe to the second round it wasn't really a big jump if you slide from like you know slot number three to say slot number 15 that's a pretty big jump but if you slot from you know 20 to 33 or wherever i'm just throwing out names it's probably not going to be a really big deal so i don't really know what the yeah, backlash I think that is what, really right now what people are getting hung up on is is the the broader term of first for a second right and this is a very weak yeah. draft. It's very there. There's a couple of names at the very top of the draft who the Raptors weren't going to be getting anyways, and the fact that this is lottery protected doesn't really mean anything because the Raptors are, not, are very likely not going into the lottery. So the way things are currently constructed, and Bobby Webster even mentioned this, right? The the current win streak actually played into this, right? The they've moved all the way up to twentieth mm -hmm. uh, in the draft, or should I say, down to twentieth. And right now, Detroit's the worst team in the league, and they would be pick number one in the second round. So that is a difference of 10 picks. So essentially, the Raptors have yeah. gone down 10 slots. And in Bobby and Masai's eyes, 
that is a negligible change. It's the, the range in which they would have drafted a similar player in either spot. So they were fine with doing it. It was uh, required to get the deal done. It sounds like San Antonio was like, okay, we'll give you these guys, but we want that pick. And that might have been the deal breaker if, if the Raptors were really hung up on, okay, there is someone that we think will be there in around the 20th range that we don't want to give up this pick. Then this trade doesn't happen, right? Then that, that's how it works. So um, I'm, I'm okay with the, the move in the draft picks. And obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, but I think we can trust uh, the Raptors and how they do in the draft, uh, especially those with late picks. Yeah. And Dre, I, Dre, I also think that you, you were saying how Drogic wasn't playing, you know, the the fact that we got a serviceable big, you know, not a traditional center because we're not traditional centers, but a serviceable big that can pass, that can rebound, that can shoot, that can basically do all the things, maybe a little bit better than Ken Birch mm-hmm. is better than nothing. I mean, we, we, but Drogic wasn't playing for the team. I don't understand the backlash, man. Well, that, that's... That's a lot. Again, a lot of people assume that um, it's it's you know it's trade season. Things are going to get flashy. I, they're expecting something like of a bigger splash, like what I guess we're going to discuss after this, because um, we had a few mm-hmm. of those. Um, but why is that necessary when your team is doing well? A lot of these bigger splashes happen to teams where. The team lead doesn't have any help and they're trying to fix that. Uh, other players are not playing for other reasons and uh, other teams are not gelling well despite having, um, you know, arguably three Hall of Flame players, I guess. Um, you, you're you going to get bigger splashes when they're necessary. Or you could be uh, doing what the Lakers, uh, you know, management team did uh which is very reminiscent of the Lakers season this year and just uh, be dead in the water when it comes to the trade deadline. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, but having said that, or go to Disneyland pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically they're like, nah, we're, we're just going to stay because Disneyland's right here. We might as well just, just kick back and just uh, wait a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah. But uh, the point is um, when your team's not doing well, that's typically when you're going to get a trade or, I mean, I feel like there was like a missing piece. So when the Raptors are doing so well that they want a championship, they got a few key pieces because they were like, right, what do we need to finally like sweeten this dish and like just add the last final ingredients? We could get Marcus Gasol, who might uh, create some spacing, et cetera, et cetera, whatever was necessary. You're Otherwise, you're not we're not a championship caliber team right now. So we're not going to be doing that. And we're also not, uh, you know, much to, you know, I, I wasn't really predicting this. We're a much better team than I was anticipating this season. So we're right in the mm-hmm. middle where I don't think anything should be touched. We need to blossom into what we have and what our potential and ceiling is and not touch that. But at the same time, yeah, like potentially, just figure out, you know, the elephant in the room, which is a player that's not playing. That's the only, I feel like if there wasn't a Dragic thing going on, if he was actually playing, we were still this good. We wouldn't have traded anyone, in my opinion. I honestly feel like we would have just kept things as is. That's a, that's a totally different multiverse we're talking about. Dragic and uh, (laughs) Dragic playing as a Raptor. Yeah, that's a, I saw a, a tweet about who, who do you think, uh, it has a pinstripe OVO jersey of Goran Dragic. I want to know if there's somebody who has. A, if, if someone does, a jersey of I don't think they even want to admit it. Uh, I don't think I would. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I have a buddy yeah. who's been asking me you know, I mean, for a they, few weeks now. Should I get a Gary Trent jersey? Should I get a Gary Trent jersey? And I was like, uh, I, I know, I know that he's not going to get traded, but I would still hold off until after the trade deadline. Uh, obviously, he's played well yeah, enough that yeah, that wasn't even point. in the conversation. But yeah, I feel like the Drogic jersey is going to be like those those Beanie Babies that were like built improperly, or like they have like the typos and the tags <laughs> where it's like they're worth actually triple the amount because just nobody else on earth has them. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Uh, okay, what if if I asked you guys if you can give me a grade on this trade, a the Thaddeus Young. Uh, for Goran Dragic 
and draft picks as well. Uh, if you can give me a grade, Jay? I'll give it a B plus. Um, I know that there's a lot who would have wanted mm. more out of this. I'm very happy that this is the return. Obviously, I've also been wanting Thaddeus Young on this team for a while now, and I think he fits in perfectly. Yep. I think where the A would have come in, it, it's a bit of a tricky one, but I think that a part of me feels like last year's trade deadline came into the thinking here. Now, now stick stick with me here. Imagine last okay. year with the Lowry trade, they actually had a deal that was good. Not the best, but good. I don't know what that trade was. I'm just hy- hypothesizing here. Imagine there was a trade at around 12 o'clock for Kyle Lowry, and it was good enough, not the greatest. And Masai and Bobby said, we'll hold off. We'll hold off because we think there's a better deal out there. And then 3 p.m. rolls around and there isn't, and that other trade offer is off the table. Imagine that's what happened last year, and then this year it's in their head like, okay, we have this good, not great deal. If we do the same thing we did last year, we may lose Dragic buying out and get nothing. So they took it. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. And in that respect, yeah. I think this is a B plus. I, I'm not sure what else could have been gotten out there. I think you know when you see that someone like a Derek White from the exact same team got traded, he would have been excellent uh, on this team, probably even more so than Thad Young, if I'm being really honest. Uh, if you see Derek White mm-hmm. go to the rival Celtics for a, I don't know, a, it's a comparable package in my eyes. That kind of sucks, right? And that plays into this grade. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I got it a B plus. Uh, I'm happy that he's on the team. Uh, I am also a little curious to see what else we could have gotten, but you know, I'm still happy at the end of the day. Nice. What about you, Dre? Um, slightly less. I'm going to go with a B. I feel like this is not as even as possible because, again, we um, we're getting something for somebody that hasn't been playing for us, so something for nothing. So maybe in that respect, it would be a B plus, but otherwise, because uh, I just want to see how everything else evens out, uh, I'm just going to stick with a B. I feel like um, we've gained a little bit and also at the same time, haven't lost a hell of a lot because again, he wasn't playing. So it's not like we're sacrificing something yes. that's a part of our core right now. So I'm just going to go with an even B. I don't think we lost. I don't necessarily know if we won. I feel like this is just slightly beneficial we'll see how it pans out but i also don't think it could pan out really poorly either because if uh, young isn't playing well we just bench him if need be and and limit his minutes and i i feel like you know this can't really go either way too heavily because we gave away nothing for something which i feel like that's mm-hmm. like the key thing here the team is doing well mm-hmm. regardless of this nothing happening so the getting this something if it's not working out we just bench him or you know you know wait for the contract to, to dissolve it it just i honestly feel like this is as neutral as it can be actually based on right. what you said right. i'm upgrading to an a minus we've, we've okay. essentially oh. extended our, our rotation with what with your line of thinking i agree with you right like there's, I feel like there's really nothing that the Raptors could have lost with the addition of Thad Young, right? You're right. If, if they, if he doesn't pan out, then fine, we just bench him. But then that's still a seven-man rotation, essentially, that the Raptors have. Eight, if you want to start counting Benton into that. Um, but yeah, you add Thad Young to that. That you've you've added another person who can take some minutes away from the starters, right? And that's kind of what we were hoping for anyway. So I'm upgrading it to an A minus. Over to you, Jason. What do you think? Nice. I'm going with the B plus, probably hovering around the A minus as well. Um, I think the first round pick uh, bumps it down a little bit, uh, but again, um, what doesn't bring it down to like a C or anything like that is the fact that we weren't going to get a you know high pick anyways. It's a weak draft class, and we're still getting a pick in this draft class anyways. And you know, from history of with this front office, it doesn't really matter where we pick. We are really good when it comes to scouting. Uh, we can get undrafted players, obviously, uh, to become stars. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that, uh, like Dre said, Drogic wasn't playing. And yes, we didn't really have the leverage, but I'm glad that we didn't have to put in so many or so much more picks or another player uh, disrupting the core in order to get something back like Thaddeus saying. That in that case, that would bring down the grade way down low. But the fact that... Uh, it was a very unique situation where we had a player that 
players like you know he he wasn't playing on our team but he probably will suit up for san antonio and the fact that it's not going to disrupt anything with the core it's not going to disrupt anything with the chemistry because not only what he wasn't playing he wasn't even there you know the whole point of this team is for for bobby is that he didn't want to uh disrupt the chemistry of this team the fact that we're winning and the fact that we're healthy and now they can see what the you know they're the fruits of the labor and not disrupt that while getting a rotation player, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. I don't know what uh, you know Raptor fans were really expecting. We weren't going to get uh, a starter. We weren't going to get you know uh, I don't know Jakoperto. I honestly don't think we were going to get that. That would have been nice, but I don't think that we were going to get that. The fact that we got somebody that we have been looking for for a while, that's a win to me, man. That's a win to me. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about when it came to this trade before we take a break? Now let's move on to the other trades. Talk about Simmons finally. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I think we have a lot to talk about that. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll go through the entire uh, trade deadline. Until then, let's take a break, guys. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> The uh, New York Knicks are finally waking up, and they're like, "Oh, let's let's make the most of this trade deadline." Oh, it's <laughs> oh no! What are we gonna you do with see... our stinking team? Oh no! Do you ever see that meme where it's like this guy poking something on the ground? It's do like, something. do something. Yeah. Poking it with the <laughs> I think that was like all New York fans, all Lakers fans. We love to oh see my it. God, that's incredible. And the the Ramona Shelburne uh, that that oh. Jay, I know that oh, you sent man. it to me, but uh, after fans, NBA fans, if you haven't seen this clip, um, <laughs> I think it was the jump or ESPN. They were saying how the Lakers are now going, didn't do anything at the trade deadline, and they're going to uh, look at the bio. And then both Richard Jefferson and uh, Kendrick Persian like laughed and like high fived. And Ramona Shelburne is there just like cut eyeing oh, them gosh. so hard because I'm assuming that's their that's her team, team, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The the love that you bring together when hating on the Lakers. <laughs> that's my favorite part. There's nothing better. Uh, okay, so welcome back to That's a Rep Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. In the first half of this show, we talked about the trade that went down for your Toronto Raptors. They traded Goran Dragic, uh, a first 2022 protected first round pick um, for Thaddeus Young and Ubangs, who we... Uh, waived as well as a a second round pick from the Detroit Pistons. So let us know what you think about that trade. I think it was a B. I think uh, hovering around an A. I think we're all in the same consensus. But elephant in the room, guys. The biggest trade that went down yesterday on the trade deadline on February 10th is James Harden going to the 76ers for and who are going to the Nets are Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, uh, Andre Drummond, 2022 first round pick via Philadelphia, 2027 first round pick via, via Philadelphia. Guys, they did. It was it just me, or was this a bad trade for both sides, <laughs> or did like the Nets just swindle the 76ers? Uh, Let's hear it. Well, if it was a clean, if it was a clean trade, and the Nets just got Simmons, I feel like they could have like maybe integrated him figure out how to use his style of play to better their team so they're not all over the damn place because uh by the time this podcast has been recorded they've lost 10 or more in a row for a team that was supposed to win it all anyway um if it was more clean maybe it would be like easily integrated and whatnot but i feel like um I feel like the Nets just like to accumulate and they don't know what to do with what they have. So we have like, uh, yes, the 76ers giving up Seth Curry is 
kind of that one crap. hurts. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of crap. I, I think, think that's so. that's mm-hmm. terrible. And in the meantime, now you're relying the majority of your offense to flow through Tobias Harris or James Harden, but you don't want that necessarily because James Harden. Look, this could go either way with the 76ers. This could either be a Shaq Kobe thing, which I can't honestly see because Harden is not as young as he used to be. Um, I, I still feel like he's he could be really good when utilized properly. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know if it's entirely going to go that way uh, as much as some people would like it. Or it's going to be um, you know, a big shakeup and it's going to disrupt what's currently an mvp caliber season for joel Embiid because now the offense is going to flow through him and uh you know the playmaking through him and i one of them is going to have to take a step back and i don't think Embiid's worked this hard via the process to take a step back uh and uh okay no pun intended but i guess it is intended now it looks like harden's gonna have to do the step back because i feel like uh he's gonna <laughs> hey, have nice. to um he's gonna have to play second fiddle which we currently saw is it like just to not work with the Nets? Because even you know, even when Kyrie was out, that just wasn't working. You know, his numbers just weren't looking that great. And uh, the other elephant in the room, uh, or elephants rather, if we discuss both of them, are, are any of these trades, these big blockbuster trades for these key pieces? You know, you're getting these big names, very drastic styles of play. I feel like good coaching can implement them. Having said that, I mm-hmm. I still don't even know how I feel about Nash as a coach because the you know the team assembly is just such a mess. I would argue that this would show that he's not doing the best job if he hasn't been able to piece it together properly. But you know, then we have uh, Doc over there who uh, has been uh, on the short list of the fifty yeah. greatest coaches of all time, and I'm not Gross. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. Uh, you know, in all honesty, I think it's uh, I think it's a bad pick. Um, but he's a little better than he gets a little gets some credit for. But when it comes to this and the fusion that's necessary to make this trade work, I don't think it's good enough because this guy uh, kind of doesn't know how to work with what he has often, which is evident in the playoffs when he gets beaten with a 3-1 lead a number of times. So is are either teams going to fuse? Are the 76ers, who are doing a little better than they were at the start of the season, going to plummet? Are the Nets going to continue to be garbage? Or are they both going to rise? I don't know. I honestly feel like this could be a disaster for both teams, if not utilized properly, which, as I've just said, is entirely possible. I think the Nets can only go up from here. So I don't think... It, that it's going to end up being too bad for them. Uh, yeah, to your point. 10-game losing streak. Obviously, they're dealing with some injuries right now. When it comes playoff time, though, you know, Simmons is fresh, right? He's he's essentially got a 30-game regular season instead of an 80-game regular season. So there's value in that, especially for someone mm-hmm. uh, as, as young as him, right? Like, he's, he's going to be fresh. Um, and come playoff time, assuming they're all healthy, um, that's, that's a... That's a championship lineup, in all honesty, right? So uh, I'm not going to, you know, and I think that the addition of, of Curry, which, you know, I'll go back to uh, what you were pointing out there, Dre, and, and, and why he was, was included, but it really did seem like, you know, in order to make the numbers work and, and you know, again, Philadelphia was not operating. Well, you could argue that both teams are not operating at a position of strength, but Sean Marks and the Nets did a great job in, in squeezing as much as they could out of the Sixers. I, I believe the rumors yeah, were 100%. up until the 11th hour on this one, they were really asking for one of Maxi or Thibault and, and Maury, you know, stood his ground. But still, to walk away with Simmons, Curry, and Drummond, like, those are three rotation players right off the bat. Like, I, I know I've I've yeah. crapped on, on Drummond in the past, but on this Nets team, he's required. He's, he's needed, right? And so... Um, yeah, all of a sudden you have three starters that you get for in exchange for Millsap, who did nothing for you, and, and Harden, who was already had one foot out the door. So great job by the Nets. Um, you know, I, it, if anything, this the teams that are currently ahead of the Nets, such as the Raptors, should kind of take advantage of this this opportunity, this little window here where they are down a few and continue piling up the wins because once they're healthy, they're going to start piling up wins of their own to try to get out of the play-in. And then there'll be a championship contender come come playoff time. So I think this is a win for the Nets. Mm-hmm. I think that in terms of what you were saying, Dre, about Nash, 
I don't think he's uh, being asked to coach as much as it is just be a manager of personalities. And Mm -hmm. I think he's doing a okay job of it. I mean, obviously it didn't work out well enough because Harden still requested out. Um, And and Irving is still going to miss all the home games. So like it's, it's, I'm also in the same boat in terms of like, it's hard to assess how well of a job he's doing and how much of that is really just Durant carrying the team. So um, yeah, I, I, I have them as a championship. Um, uh, should I say favorites? I don't know. When healthy, yes. I'm going to say favorites. Um, and for the Sixers, mm-hmm. I, I cannot wait for this to absolutely go down in the ground as a horrible trade for them. Because Harden is not going to give up, and neither is Embiid, and they're going to fight. And it's going to be great to yeah. watch as they burn and I'm all for it. I I feel like that is a sinking ship waiting to happen. Yes. 100%. And the fact that they are Both actually only uh, one game ahead of the Raptors, great. Go ahead and sink below the Raptors because I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Give, give us the deal. Um, This is the most intriguing part of this deal is that part of the deal per Sham Sharania, the 76ers star now, James Harden is opting into his $47.3 million player option on contract for next season. This means to me is that he wanted out so bad in Brooklyn that he went to Philly and be like, listen, if you trade for me, I will sign for next year. Like saying that in the, in before your contract even ends, is that I will sign with you for next year if you get me the but hell out of here. Also, couldn't that also that, just be like, a, a comfortable a comfortability and, and uh, loyalty to Maury a bit uh that's true that's true yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that that well that's a thing there is so much talk outside of the NBA sphere that no one can really um police i guess you would say like there's no way that more wasn't talking to james harden this entire time anyways there's no way that this wasn't already in the deal knowing that james harden wanted to opt into his contract like minutes after he got traded that's incredible that's so strange i've never really seen that but yes mark your calendars guys the philip march I believe 10 baby the sixers is it in march 10th yeah march 10th the baby the brooklyn nets are heading to uh philadelphia and that my friends is going to be drama that i will not i i'm not gonna miss no way um okay there are other trades that happened throughout the day as well one of the other biggest ones is uh the four team trade um oh gosh oh that one too that one too but this is this is another one, which honestly it makes me kind of sick because I hate the fact that Serge Ibaka is now a buck. Oh, so let's go let's go through all four, the four teams that were in this. The Bucks are going to get Serge Ibaka, a second round pick, another uh, from from Sacramento, a second round pick from Detroit, and cash from Clippers. The Clippers get Bronny Hood, Semi Ojale. Uh, the Kings get Dante uh, DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles, Canadian Boy, and the Pistons get Marvin Bagley the third. I think the best part of this one is probably the fact that Marvin Bagley is out of Sacramento, finally gets a fresh start. Uh, this the uh, pick number two. Um, I hope that he gets a fresh start with Dwayne Casey. The worst part of this man is the Bucks getting Serge Baca. Guys, can you see him in green? Can you can you see him in cream city jersey colors? No, it's uh, I've already seen the, the picture and it it's disgusts me. Uh, yeah. So, oh god, I'm hoping that uh, you know he's always he's been very loyal to Toronto, and I'm not saying he's going to do this, but mm-hmm. I'm also not not saying he's going to do this. But if he can help uh, the the Bucks sink, that'd be great. Uh, he's a Raptor <laughs> for life, so. I'm sure he'll do his part. So I think that's my glass. I mean, y- you guys saw that um, clip when Norman Powell went to the yeah, Clippers what was up with uh, that? facility. You, there was no love. There was no love with Serge and Norm, man. I think, do you think that the, the conversation was already had with Serge Bach in the front office? I don't know. It was just, it was just an odd. It was awkward. awkward. Like, 
no, this is your, you guys won a championship together. Be a little bit happier. Uh, so that was a bit odd to see them not really yep. be too, I don't know. Maybe we expect too much out of our stars. I don't know. Yeah, not too chummy. I think this yeah. This also means that uh, Brooke Lopez is not going to be back with the with the Bucks since they have Sergio. No, Barker no, now. I think it's more, um, this is an insurance thing, right? Like, like yeah. just like okay. Thad Young, right? He's, he's insurance in case one of the stars goes down and he can slot into the starter. I think Ibaka is more of an insurance thing than anything. I'm sure that the Bucks are hopeful that Lopez will come back for another playoff run. Okay. Um, so that was a really big deal with a four-team trade. Uh, again, I, I'm happy for Marvin Bagley Jr., or Marvin Bagley III, getting out of Sacramento. Uh, another big trade that happened, as Dre, <laughs> Dre alluded to, with Tingus Pingus, the Mavericks are sending Kristaps Porzingis in a 2022 second-round pick to the Wizards for Spencer Dibwilly and Davis Bertans. Uh, guys, there were some rumors that the Raptors would be in this trade talk. Yeah. Before Kristaps, that would have been terrible. terrible. Um, and yeah, I think I can leave it at just that. It's, it's terrible. Glad it didn't happen. But this trade between the Wizards and the Mavericks is extremely perplexing from both sides. Yeah. For Dallas, yeah. they're probably thinking, "Oh, yay, we got off of Porzingis's albatross of a contract." But guess what? You've just picked up two worse contracts. So you've ostensibly gotten worse. And I think that Dinwiddie is supposed to be their insurance in case uh, UFA Jalen Brunson leaves this offseason. He's going to be commanding mm-hmm. a pretty hefty increase. He's only making about $2 million this year. Uh, he's going to be an expensive one to keep. Uh, but if he were to go, then Dinwiddie's your backup. But here's the thing. Dinwiddie is not the same guy he used to be. So yeah. it's it's a bad yeah, bad luck. I, my- I could I could tell you why it's perplexing in other ways too. You got rid of Porzingis, uh, partially I'm guessing because of injury reasons, and you got Dinwiddie, who's also injury prone. Yeah, I mean the guy the guy tore his ACL I believe, and, and like you said he's he's not been the same mm-hmm. since. Uh, you're trying to make moves to keep Luca interested in staying, and trying to build around him, yet. You're adding more guards, which you don't need. Uh, you're uh, you're not expanding in the areas that you you, you basically require. Um, if anything, the team might be more all over the place than it was previously. And I mean, I did what he's good when he's healthy, not the same as he used to be, but still healthy enough. Uh, and Bertans is is fantastic offensively, but is that really what the Mavericks are requiring right now. I don't know. Meanwhile, I don't care for the Wizards. So, uh, you know, if anything tanks in their favor, I'm all for it. So, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I, I just remember hearing or talking to our friends from Spread the Floor. Um, the fact that they got somebody like Spencer Dimwee and Davis Bertans, I thought this was a pretty good deal for, for Mavs fans, but. You know, while you guys are talking about it, it's like Spencer Dinwiddie is not the same person. Davis Bertans was playing like crap in Washington. So is this what is going to keep Doncic happy? Um, they have to do something. Uh, they're they're actually pretty good uh, in the standings. Uh, they're fifth in the Western Conference right now, four in a row. So I, 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 you know, I hope that this is going to keep Luca happy or something like that. Maybe they just didn't work together. Maybe just him and Kristaps just didn't gel as they as they wanted to. Uh, a couple more trades that I wanted to get into. One of them is the. Um, the Jazz acquiring Nikhil Alexander-Walker, again, Canadian boy, uh, Hernan Gomez as well. Blazers get Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes, and a second-round pick. And the Spurs get Thomas Adoransky and a second-round pick. That was one of them. Another one. Ah, here we go. Here's a really big one. The Trailblazers and the Pelicans did a trade. The Blazers get Josh Hart, Nick. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Thomas Adoransi, uh, and a whole bunch of draft picks as the Pelicans get CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. The end of an era, boys, for the Blazers. Finally, honestly, I think that that should have, the, the whole Damon Litter and CJ McCollum should have spread a long time ago. But what did you guys think about that one? That one was pretty big. I don't know what the Blazers are doing. Uh, I feel like they could have gotten a lot more when it comes to CJ McCollum. Maybe the whole Anthony Simmons is, Simons is, 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 was a turning point, but 
Uh, CJ as a Pelican. What'd you guys think? Yep. CJ as a Pelican, I'm okay with. Because, um, I mean, the Pelicans need all the help in the world. But uh, that's the Pelicans as a team needs all the help in the world. Uh, yes. With, with the Trailblazers, um, Dame needs all the help in the world. And they basically said, sure, we'll help you. And they kicked him in the balls. That's exactly what they did. And I feel like <laughs> this is a guy who's been so loyal. I feel like the only thing you could do to return that loyalty is to trade him to a contending team because at this point you're just completely defecating on him and all of his hard work that he's put in and it's hideous and it's not doing the fans any favors you should just get into rebuild mode and you know for all the hard work and all the minutes and all the efforts that dame has put into this organization i feel like at this point don't just don't try and rebuild around him. You have to properly rebuild because all you're doing is destroying the prime of somebody who deserves better. And the biggest thank you you could do is to send him to a team that can that can make things happen for him. Given the, We've yeah, seen it given, time and time again. It's not bad. Yeah, given the the Kyle Lowry treatment, um, because him having to play with Simons and Little and whoever they end up drafting is, is not going to be the answer for someone who's. On the tail, we're going to reach the tail end of his prime, so that's quite unfortunate for him. And I don't, I honestly don't think he should come back mm-hmm. this season, even if he does no. recover from surgery. Like, it, it, they'll probably just sit him. So, I think it's fitting that that Jason said it's the end of an era, um, because I also think it's the end of the of an era of any decent basketball in Portland. It's not just the end of Damon McCollum. It is bad basketball for the next little while um so yeah i'm with you on this like the, the the trades weren't as as great as you would think and you know of course there are rumors flying around that the raptors are trying to get in on the uh portland sweepstakes there and try to get nurkic um mm-hmm. but yeah at the end of the day it, it is what it is and, and portland managed to be the the worst team in terms of trading away assets and i'll touch upon the Nikhil alexander walker one particularly if you're aiming to you know, rebuild and, and go towards more of a youth movement. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is the perfect person for that. So uh, I'm not 100%. sure why trading him away for uh, Joe Ingles is out for the season. Elijah Hughes and a second rounder. Like the Raptors could have given you a first rounder, or sorry, a second rounder and, and Malachi Flynn. We would happily take Nikhil off your hands. So <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm really yeah. disappointed with what Portland did there. And then one kind of, to backtrack a bit to an earlier trade we were talking about uh, with Sacramento, they, them too, right? Like you're, you, I, th- I think that I was perplexed with what they did in, in terms of uh, the whole Sabonis trade. Are we going to talk about that? Did we talk about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? oh yeah. That I, was going to be in the next one. You I, know I, what? I, Let's just go straight to you. Why don't you, why don't you introduce that trade? Okay. Well, before I do that, um, quick question. Yes or no answer. Just really, really quickly. Is Damian Lillard going to be a trailblazer next year? God, I hope not. Yeah. I, <laughs> word for word, I'm copying Dre. Yes. God, I hope not. Yeah. I feel yeah, like he's, I, I agree. if it's up to him, he's going to stay. But a lot of people misunderstand loyalty for you know other things. You don't need to be this devoted. If you've given your all and it's just not working, you've also you've worked this hard to get into the NBA to be the best version of yourself. You've got to think about yourself as well. Don't just give up when the team is bad and whatnot, but when it's this and you've, you've made a not so good trailblazers team in playoff contention, get to the Western finals once, but you Mm -hmm. know, playoff contention or at least a discussion or play in tournament year after year after year after year. At some point you've got to say, man, Maybe being on another team is exactly what I need right now. And it shouldn't be up to him because he's too loyal. It should be up to the Trailblazers organization to finally do the best moves that they've done in an eternity because I don't know what the hell they've been doing the last number of years and send him to a place that he deserves because he's worked hard for it. No. If this was the Mavericks, this would have happened ages ago. If this was you know, Toronto, this would have happened ages ago. This is just not how you treat somebody who's done everything and sacrificed everything for you. It's just, it's silly. These owners are greedy though. I don't think, if they know that Dame Lillard is is the only one getting people in those seats, they're going to hold on to him for dear life until he actually requests it. That's my thinking on that. Uh, but he, he won't. And he should, but he won't. He's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's too loyal. He's too loyal, but he's too good of a teammate. Okay, final one before we have to go. Uh, the Kings had one job. They had yes. one job, and it was to not trade Tyler's Halliburton. Oh, my God. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. That, what the hell are you? Okay, number one, Tyrese and Buddy <laughs> would have gotten you something huge. And I'm not saying that Demontis Sabonis isn't a good player. He's a fantastic player. I always thought he should be a Raptor. He also deserves um, a better not, team, by the way, not, not the Kings. Yes, yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, but holy crap, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heo, Tristan Thompson is going to the Pacers, and the Kings are getting Demontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Land, and a 2023 second-round pick. Uh, guys, what the hell are the Kings doing? <laughs> the Kings are good at Kings. Uh, I feel like the Pacers and the Kings just, uh, simultaneously commit Sapuku thinking that they were stabbing each other, but instead, instead they just stabbed themselves and they're going to be as bad as they currently are. And yeah, I don't think <laughs> actually I, I, I'm really happy for the, the Pacers on this one. They, I don't know how they salvaged this trade, right? It, it did sound like it was a fire sale. They're heading to tank mode and, and they probably still are, but getting Halliburton who is you know, he was a future all-star. I'm telling you that right now. Um, yeah. It's a mm-hmm. huge win for them and, and great on them. Um, it's, it's unfortunate they weren't able to reroute Heald anywhere else, but at the same time, that's some valuable scoring off the bench. So, um, yeah, I think the Pacers salvaged the trade season with that one because um, it, it really did look like a fire sale when they gave away Levert for for nothing, really. the King, Kings fans, I mean... You know, good luck with Dante Vincenzo. And that, that's that's oh, actually not a bad man. pickup. Um, he might he might no, if he turns things around, no, he might not, ultimately not be the best player in that trade. But, geez, Kings, like you had one job, man. Hold on, to Tyrese. Yeah, li- literally, you had you had one job. Okay, Dre, where can we find you? I know that the Oscar nominations just came out, so where they to find you about your thoughts on that? You can find me on Instagram at I am left. That's E Y E A M L E F T. And you can find me on Films Fatal, which is my film editorial and review website, F L M S F A T L E.com, those spaces. So we are doing a huge analysis of the Oscars. I'm ranking every single nominee uh, in every single category, and I'm going to rank every single nominated film in one super list, doing all sorts of stuff. And on the K Cut, we're discussing pop, um, Oscar stuff all sorts of other movie stuff and my top 100 episodes of television history just dropped so uh, check that out as well jay what about you grind never ends with dre uh so i can be found on twitter at rosalvasaurus i was uh, recently on the confederacy of dunks with a friend of the show freddie rivas and sean woodley uh check that out uh i am going to be on the fan 590 tonight at 7.30 p.m. with Roger LeJoie, if you happen to be listening to this yes. pod on Friday. Um, and then, of course, you can find my weekly post, the wrap-up, every Monday, previewing the games of the week on Raptors HQ, which is where you're hearing this pod. And that is me. Over to you, Jason. Yes, sir. You can find all of us on That's a Rap Pod uh, on Twitter and, of course, uh, Raptors HQ, which is our home base. But until then, uh, welcome to Toronto, Thaddeus Young. That's a rep. And at the very end, uh, James Harden is going to get drafted to the Team LeBron. <laughs> Highlight of the day. Highlight. That was the best. That was, oh my God. Is he playing? Oh, he's playing now. <laughs> he got traded. He's playing now. Oh, you got to you gotta give love to Chuck, man. Just I'm giving gonna, a, I, I, I want to rewatch that question. I'm going to rewatch it. It brings yeah. me so much joy to watch Hilarious. it. Hilarious.